You are listening to The Winning Mind Podcast. I am Letitia D'Souza. I am a mindset coach and business strategist who has helped more than 1,200 people change their lives, their relationships, their businesses, and just win in life. There's a myriad of reasons why we're not winning in life. Most people don't really play to win. They play not to lose. And what winning really means is becoming a better version of yourself each and every day. We can do this together. Hey, beautiful people I love. Hope you guys are doing great. I am doing well, with the exception of adjusting to the cold. So Atlanta, probably the high is going to be about 50s today, but it's in the 30s right now. And so people say, oh, you're from Chicago. So you should be used to it. Well, that's why I left Chicago. I used to be so depressed in the winter, just feeling melancholy. And I think it was a combination of the cold and the lack of sun. So I definitely am someone who needs sun and warmth. Anyway, and then I'm traveling to Chicago this week and I will be there for five days. So everything in me is just like having to make the mental preparation to be in cold weather. This past weekend, there was like a shit ton of people from Chicago and Atlanta because the Falcons were playing the Bears. So there were all kind of people from my high school and neighborhoods and everywhere here. And I got invited to day parties and events and watch parties and tailgating. And it was 38 degrees and I did not leave my house. Okay, that's how serious I am about the cold. The Falcons won. So there's that. Quite honestly, though, I was really, um, my focus has really been more on the things that are really important to me. Now, y'all know I kick back and have fun and do all that other kind of stuff, but I just had things that were of greater priority to me than going out in the cold for the the, the Bears and Falcons games. So there's that. Let's see if there's anything else. No, let's just, I'm wrapping up thinking Grow Rich. So if y'all haven't thought differently or grown any, I don't know what to say. So I'm going to wrap up Think and Grow Rich today. So two chapters that I'm combining, the one on the sixth sense, and he's pretty much saying that if you haven't grabbed all the other principles, then it will be incredibly difficult for you to tap into the sixth sense or divine intelligence or intelligence that you know is not your own or infinite intelligence or whatever it is that you call it. You will hear me quite often saying, tap in. And when I'm saying tap in, that's what I'm talking about. A good part of my existence, I would say that divine intelligence flows through me. Now, let's be clear. I'm pretty smart. I'm, I'm pretty smart. I'm pretty intelligent, but I'm not that smart. There are things that flow through me divinely. There are thoughts that come to me divinely that are not my own because I have created and nurtured and strengthened my connection to God or source. I'm not going down that rabbit hole with y'all, right? But he's talking about the importance of tapping into your sixth sense because through your sixth sense, that's where people have hunches. And you know you know how you said people say, I should have followed my first mind or something told me A lot of times those thoughts come to you through divine intelligence and because they are 
other than your thoughts, you if you haven't developed this muscle of receiving from divine intelligence and from from the voice of God, the spirit of God, your higher self. Listen, if you haven't developed that, then it will seem foreign to you and you will kick it out of your mind as 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 just like something that you were thinking about. And for those analytical people of which I am one, you will think yourself right out of divine ideas and divine possibilities because a lot of times it goes directly against the things that you are thinking in your mind. However, I've learned to quiet the noise inside of myself enough and keep an environment that is quieted enough so then when something needs to get to me or through me, I can pick it up. Case in point, Saturday, I was, what was I doing? I was um, cleaning. That, that's what I was doing, trying to get something off of the wall with an eraser. What do you call those things? A magic eraser. And so I was just diligently scrubbing, just intent on getting this thing off the wall. And so there was this girl that I know. I know her. She, I know her well enough, but she's really a, a friend of a friend. And she kept crossing my mind very strongly. So I said, huh, let me just send her a text and let her know that she's on my mind. That's that's what I felt inspired to do. Now, I know that her dad died about uh, maybe two or three months ago, but I just said, hey, you know, I, I heard that your dad passed a few months ago and I'm just sending love your way because you were just really so strongly on my mind today. She messaged me back a little while later and she said, thank you so much for that. It's been really tough. And she said, today, just a year ago, he was here with me, I guess, like physically visiting her in Atlanta. So I'm guessing that particular day was especially tough. And I said, oh, I'm really sorry. I didn't know that. I said, but God knows. And she said, indeed, he does. This is what I mean. When divine intelligence, when the voice of God, when the spirit of God can get through to you, it can also work through you and you can be of service to others. You can get divine ideas. You get those quote unquote hunches. You take inspired action because you are getting the cheat code, so to speak, to a lot of things that are tied to your desire. But I'm convinced, I'm convinced that we are so full of other things and outside resources that we have disconnected from the most powerful source of information available to us. God knows all things. God sees the beginning from the end. So it would behoove me, us, you, to be more tapped into that voice than any other voice outside of ourselves Because God also knows us and how we are uniquely wired and the unique plan for our individual lives, right? And so it only makes sense to be tapped in so much so, so that you're not going around in circles, scratching your head, trying to figure it out when you have everything that you need on the inside of you to be successful. So the sixth sense is so, so, so important, or discernment, being able to discern. There's many voices in the land, being able to discern the voice that is speaking to you. Because oftentimes, if you're not, quote unquote, tapped in, or you're not tuned in enough to hear and discern for yourself, God is so gracious that God will send people. The the thing that you're listening to, the people that you listen to, 
you will hear the message through them. And it's just like, okay, let me give you this information in a way that is palatable, in a way that you will receive it. But you need to discern divine direction and the voice of God when you hear it. And so I remember talking to my mom and she was like, she was telling me that she was praying about this and praying about that. And I said, well, Ma, what did God say? She said, God God didn't say anything. I said, Ma, you've been telling me you've been praying for various things for the last three years and God has never spoken to you. She said, "Uh uh-uh. I said, Ma, it is not like God to allow you to exist in a monologue and in a one-sided conversation. Has God not been speaking or have you not been listening? And then she goes, "Uh uh-uh, God ain't saying nothing to me. So when I start speaking to her more about the way that you hear the voice of God, she was like, I guess she thought she was going to hear an audible voice. Like she says something audibly and then she hears something back audibly. And I told her, Ma, sometimes you will hear the voice of God, and it sounds much like your own voice or the way you would hear something internally. I said, but you know, the words are other than something you would say. So the way that I've trained myself to do this is I would write it out. So I had so many journals. Now I type faster than I write. So I will write out in my notes what I feel like my spirit is speaking to me. I will date it. I will save it. And a lot of times I will go back to read it. Whoa, God, you told me this. This is what's coming. This is what's happening. And so I just empty out what feels like it's flowing through my spirit because there is so much treasure there. There is so much wisdom there. There is so much direction there. So I really don't know how people don't operate in this way. If you don't operate in this way and you are your only source, it maybe it works for you. I just don't understand it. And, and listen, I have been in conundrums. I have been in situations where as smart, as bright, as intelligent as I am, I couldn't think my way out of it, right? I wholeheartedly believe everything is figureoutable, but there have been times when I'm praying about a thing or I'm intently listening, like I need an answer about this, and then it will pop right into my spirit, and I'm like, boom, there it is. I never would have thought to do this in this way or go in this direction or that this is what's happening. So tapping into the sixth sense or divine intelligence, it will change your life. You know what else it helps with for me? It helps me with perspective because my mind and my thought processes, although I'm pretty self-aware, they are based on my experiences, my hurts, my tragedies, my triumphs, my losses. And so I can create a story based on those experiences that is not readily true. So when I tap into divine intelligence and the voice of God, I get perspective that is other than what it is that I was thinking. And so I do this quite often because then this allows me to navigate from a different space than if I just allowed the thoughts that were coming into my mind to run the show. Speaking of which... One of the things that he spoke about, I don't know if it was in this chapter, but he was talking about how we just readily allow our minds to be open to all kinds of influences that don't 
don't move us in the direction of that which is profitable. Like, if you just allow anybody to speak to you, anybody to, you know, you're having, you're listening to anything, you're listening to anybody, you're just, you know, scrolling on social media, just absorbing everything. Is there any wonder why you don't feel a sense of peace or you don't feel a sense of solidity in knowing the direction that you need to take because you need a spiritual detox. You need a detox to empty yourself of the many voices that you are hearing that are not necessarily useful and purposeful for your unique path and your unique direction. The reason why 10 people can tell me something and I can adamantly say, no, that's not the direction for me is because guess what? I've tapped into my spirit to get direction. And if it doesn't feel like it's spiritually correct, I'm not doing it. The worst thing I could be is wrong. But a lot of us are tossed so easily to and fro because we hear voices. And you know, in this age with all of the gurus and all of the experts and all of the coaches and all of the people who are vying for your attention, attention is currency, but it comes at a great cost to you. So be mindful of where you give your attention. Be mindful of who gets who gets to speak into you, who gets to pour into you, who gets even your conversational currency. So let me tell y'all something that I used to be really, really adamant about, and it helped me with my time a lot and, and what I was giving my time to. So I did this exercise. It was with the company that I used to work for. And basically... They had us doing this exercise to see what the value was of an hour of your time. So even though I don't trade time for money or price my services by the hour, it was so super helpful. So basically, the way that the exercise was done, if you want to do it, it was almost like, okay, let's think of how much money you want to make per month, right? So let's just say... You want, I'm just going to use this arbitrary number. So let's just say $10,000 you want to make per month, right? And then let's say, how many hours do you want to spend generating that $10,000? So let's just say you want to spend 25 hours a week. Okay, well, that's going to come out to about, if I'm doing my math correctly, about 100 hours a month, right? So $10,000, 100 hours a month, then that means... Minimally, you need to be making $100 for every hour of your time that you are investing in something, right? That's minimally. But what typically happens is when you do things that require your time, there might be something done that you need. I know for coaching, there's things that I need to review, notes that I need to do on the front end and things that I need to do on the back end. So let's multiply that number times three. So that's about $300 per hour that if I wanted to generate $10,000 a month and 25 hours a week, $300 an hour would ensure that I got that and that I was profitable, right? So having that, using that as our baseline number, you get a phone call. You know it's some bullshit on the other end of the call. And you, you answer the call and you talk for two hours. Well, guess what? That conversation just cost you $600 because you gave two hours of your time that you won't get back to bullshit. So when I started doing that, 
it changed my entire life when I started applying that number, whatever it was at the time, to what it is that I was doing. So I can remember getting a ticket about two hours away from my house. And it was the, what was that law? What's that law in Atlanta? The move over law, the pullover, something where you can't be driving on the side where there's a record or something, whatever it was. I was new here, so I didn't know. So I got that ticket. That was like a $300 ticket, right? Well, when it came time to go to court, it was going to cost me, it was going to take me about two and a half to go to court, about two and a half to get back. So that's five hours right there just in that time. So if I times that by that $300, that's $1,500. So does it make more sense for me to just go ahead and pay that $300 ticket or invest potentially $1,500 of my money, right, so to speak, um, by going to court? I've revolutionized my entire life when I just looked at the the time-money relationship, right? So you want to think about the reason why that came to mind is because in training new coaches, I had them doing that. But one of the things that will have you completely devoid of connection to a sixth sense is when you are just flooded with so much information and doing so many things that don't lend themselves to you being profitable, right? And so profit is not always money, but everything that you do with your time, it costs you. And it doesn't mean that, you know, it's, it's always... um It's not always a good thing that you do with your time, but it does put a lot of things into perspective. So that's just something to consider. So tap into your spirit. I can remember, see, here's the thing about the spirit as well, is that it bypasses your conscious mind. The things that I hear in my spirit, they bypass my conscious mind because I know that they didn't come from me. I can clearly remember, I was driving a Ford Escape at the time, my car was in perfect condition, and I can remember as soon as I woke up, I heard gray BMW 525i. It sounded like a whisper, and I was like, what in the world is that? I wasn't even a car person. I was like, what in the world? I said, is a BMW 525i a thing? So I looked it up, and I started looking at gray BMW 525i's, and I was like, oh, that's a nice car. Like, okay, what, what's that about? Do you know that was my next car? It was like the spirit was planting a seed of possibility in me. Does it mean that God cares about the car that you get? No, I don't know that that's necessarily the case. I think that In that space where I was, God was showing me, Letitia, I know you by name. I know everything concerning you. I can tell you this. You can see it coming to fruition. And so I think that was just the time when my faith was really being built in a very, very specific way, right? So when I hear something in my spirit, I'm like, oh, it's money in the bank. So a lot of times those thoughts come first thing in the morning or when your mind is not actively engaged. So like I could be washing dishes or working out or doing something where I'm not consciously thinking. And so there's room for those thoughts to flow. If for all of you Bible people in the book of Solomon, when God was speaking to Solomon and asked him what he wanted, and he said that he wanted wisdom, and he said, because you didn't ask for money, but but because you asked for wisdom, 
I'm gonna give you that and then some. Solomon, he was speaking to his subconscious mind because Solomon was not fully awake. So don't undermine the possibilities when you're tapped into divine intelligence. So a lot of the stuff that you are like spinning your wheels trying to figure out, one word that you receive in your spirit can give you all of the answer that you're looking for, okay? So the last part of thinking, Girl Rich, that I'm going to talk about is actually, he's he's talking about the six basic fears and how to outwit them. But I don't know if y'all know these six basic fears, but I'm going to talk about them. First of all, they say that when we are born, that we are born with two fears. This is what they say. I have never fact-checked they. I don't even know who the hell they are, right? But they say that we are born with the fear of falling and the fear of loud noises and all of the rest of our fears are learned. So if you think of what it is that you're afraid of now, like if you think of your fears, you have been conditioned to fear. You have been conditioned to be afraid of the things that you're afraid of, which is another reason why what and who you're listening to is important because even right now, Everybody is talking about the economy and the recession and here's what's going to happen and putting fear in people. Does that mean that there are not some factual things that are being spoken? No, but you have to understand the energy and the spirit by which people speak because millionaires and multimillionaires and billionaires have been made in the worst economy, right? So you've got to pay attention. So anyway, the sixth, I'm sorry, not sixth, sixth, Basic fears, the fear of poverty. He has that at the very, very top of the list. But as he says, fear is nothing more than a state of mind. You ever realize how important mindset work is? Most people don't, and they do it as a last resort, right? But the fear of poverty, scarcity, there's not going to be enough. The fear of criticism, the fear of ill health, The fear of loss of love of someone, sometimes AKA the fear of abandonment, the fear of old age, and the fear of death. Two of those things we can't control. We're all going to get older and we're all going to die. The fear of poverty is also something that we can control by putting causes in place that leads to to effects, right? The fear of criticism, Not necessarily something that we can control because people will be people and people will talk about you. And I mean, who who are we that people can't talk about us? We talk about other people. I mean, the fear of criticism. What I, I think, I personally just think that what we actually fear in criticism, we fear that there is some truth to the things that people are saying, right? It's not that people are just talking about you, but we fear that there is truth in what people are saying. And so we fear being seen or we fear that thing that people may say that we fear is true. We fear that people will discover that. What is the other one? Oh, I gave you all of them. Let's see. The fear of ill health. A lot of people fear ill health. And again, we're constantly, you know, if you just, which I don't typically watch TV, but if you watch TV during the day, you're going to get a gazillion commercials telling you, take this for this, take this for that. 
If you Google anything, Google is always going to lead you to a place of despair. If you look up, um, like, uh, what do you call this, an ingrown fingernail on Google, you might be about to go to urgent care or to the ER because Google will have you feeling like you're about to drop dead uh, for anything that you look at. Please don't use Google for your, um, your, your, your medical dictionary. So the fear of ill health, the fear of loss of love of someone, this can lend itself to people pleasing. This can lend itself to compromising who we are. This can lend itself to us being out of integrity. This can lend itself. I have someone who constantly tries to buy me or buy their way into my life. And that's probably because they fear the, the loss of the relationship, the fear of old age. You know who seem like they own the fear of old age, and I don't even really pay attention much to this person. I've just been seeing them a lot. Madonna. Madonna's got to be, I don't know if Madonna is like in her 60s, but Madonna has just been doing the most. Like I, I'm seeing Madonna like twerking and just doing all of these just like overly sexual things. I mean, she's always been that way, but I mean, girl, you should be in your golden years like somebody's grandma or something. It just, there just seems to be like this thing where she's got to stay young and she's got to stay relevant. I mean, 60 is something is not necessarily old, but you're not a spring chicken like in the like a virgin days, right? I guess you're only as old as you feel. And then, you know, there's the fear of death. And I think because I think that is a very valid fear for a lot of people because we've, we've either seen so much death around us, we've lost loved ones that are close to us. But if you think about it, death has been so desensitized in the Black community. So we'll see one trauma after another, after another, after another. And before you know it, because we've been so desensitized to death, especially when people are, you know, senselessly murdered or that kind of a thing, it creates a fear that I, I think a lot of us don't realize that we that we actually have. And if you are somebody who is laden with fear, the one thing that I know about fear, you know, there's a book called The Body Keeps the Score. When I feel afraid of something, I can feel it in my stomach. Like my stomach will almost be in knots when I feel afraid of something. So don't think that your fears don't affect your body. Like it's very important to give voice to your fear, to be open and honest about what it is that you fear. And I'm not the person who expends my energy trying to get over fears. But what I do is put the fear in perspective so that I can I can mitigate it and I can move through the fear, right? So I'm not I'm not going to spend all my time like, "Oh, let me get over the fear of this." A lot of things you fear less when you actually move through them and when you actually do them. Some fears may never go away because that's how deeply ingrained those fears are. For me, that's neither here or there. It's just that I won't allow the fear to cause me to be stagnant or to cause me to be complacent and to cause me not to move forward because I feel like I've lost a lot, a lot of life, a lot of possibility by allowing fear to rule the show. So anyway, this is going to conclude our study of Think and Grow Rich. Remember, grow 
is the operative word. And so whether you are growing rich in time, rich in money, rich in relationships, rich in self-awareness, rich in your relationship with yourself, you rich is subjective. Rich is how it is that you define it. So for me, money is great, but I want to be rich in, in great relationships, rich in peace, rich in health, rich in, you know, mental and emotional well-being. So yeah, revisit the podcast, go back to some of those principles because it's like building a muscle and, you know, you've just got to work at it and be consistent. And you too, my friend, can think and grow rich. Have a beautiful, beautiful rest of your day. I love each and every one of you.